21. Que si es Your Community, Your Radio, World Fridays.
And yes, here we are, KCSF 90.9 FM, your community, your radio, with Cheb Bisabar, guest in the studio. Welcome, Cheb. Thank you, man. Thank you. Greetings, everyone. Yeah, greetings, everyone. So we just, we just heard uh, uh, from uh, this Benefit album, just released, uh, <coughs> we heard Sitaram, this version by Dub Kirtan All-Star, like local artist. So let's talk about first, uh, welcome here, let's talk about this Samaya, this Benefit album that features lots you. of artists that, um, like, it's uh, like the honor of your music and it's a benefit mm. for you. And uh, you have, a, like, you are a le like a living legend in... <laughs> Almost died already, but... <laughs> yeah, but you, survi you survived also this, I mean, we gotta say that um, you started in the 60s DJing... Uh -huh. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, yeah, it's been a long, a long road and a big surprise to me, of course, but also to all the friends and families. And, you know, I, on a joking level, I, you know, I say, yeah, I just joined the uh, cancer club, you know. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm still walking. Yeah, you're still working. You look good, and uh, we gotta say that it was like one year ago that uh, they found your your mm. so in May in, in May, May of last yeah. year. Yes, last year. So it is one year now. One year now. Yeah, and uh, you've been through like uh, some surgery, some um, recovering, but now you are you are rocking again, like because you it's not it's not over. It's not you know the the battle is still on, but luckily, as I'm going through the battle. I'm able to, you know, function most days, you know. Yeah. But um, this is something I guess you know one has to accept and learn to live with. So I'm still adjusting. It's only a year, and of course, when you when you enter that club, then you know basically it's so rampant that everybody you talk to knows someone that is in the same situation. You know, I call I call it the. Uh, the capitalist, uh, you know, uh, disease of the century, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, <coughs> now, I mean, you still have it, but you can, you still, I mean, you are controlling it now. Somewhat, so, yeah, somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. The people you meet is, they've been controlling it for six months, five, five years, seven years, and then they relapse, and they might do another whatever, and then once, this is what I found out, once it spreads, because so far there is no cure, but one can hopefully maintain it without spreading. That's the main thing. That Once it's spread, there's nothing one can do. And you can see, you know, uh, or know that even the richest people, yeah. people have no problem with any kind of care. Um, artists, you know, CEOs, whatever, there's no cure. Yeah, and also, it's like, can happen to anyone. That's yes. True. But I always say before, you have to die of something. Yeah. Because I smoke and people go, oh, you smoke. I say, yeah, you have to die of something at some point. <laughs> In this kind of society, you know, unless you go to the mountain and, and live on air, 
you're gonna have to die of something. Yeah, because yeah. you know, like uh, living in a in a big city, that means that there is pollution, there is like stress, uh, yes. all the stuff. That but let's talk about life. Let's talk about life. Let's <laughs> talk about yeah, exactly. Let's celebrate life. Let's cele celebrate life because uh, one year after this um, this uh, discovery, this mm. uh, unfortunate discovery, I mean, you are um, you are. Um, you are uh, rocking, like <laughs> DJing again. Uh, there is the, I've seen, I mean, for sure there is no, no stop Bangra Public Works next weekend. Mm. You're gonna give away some tickets, so you're gonna give the number. But also, you're gonna do the, on May, on May 17, the Symbiosis Gathering. Yes, there Symbiosis and um, Beloved in Oregon in August, and Mystic Garden so far and actually today i got an email to uh, to do something in uh, ecuador which yeah. is like wow i've never been there okay so yeah of course where are you from by the way i'm from sicily i was born um, sicily in sicilia catania catania si va bene yeah. So you you were born in um, in uh, Algeria. Yes. Yeah. From I I've read uh, from Andalusian Jewish parents. Yes. Jewish Berber. Berber. Uh, yes. You grew up then in Paris and then you moved in you in the US. So you've been like uh, war traveling all all the time. And living in in a few countries like and Italy. Like I, you lived in Italy too. I lived in Italy when I worked with the Living Theater. Ah, yeah, Living Theater, uh, it's, um, it's a great um, company, a theater company. So. Everybody knows in Italy, the yeah, Living yeah. Theater. Are, yeah. Il Living, that's what they call it in Il Italy. Living. Il Living. Yeah, I think it's called, uh, I know, a guy, Gary Breckett in Bologna. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we live there, we, we work there, and when we went there in the 70s, we were invited by the Communist Party to put on a play. And of course, you know, it's like the communists, they always use the anarchists for their cause. For their Once they don't need the anarchists anymore, they usually kill them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we gotta say that um, uh, Living Theater is a theater like with like social, um, like yeah. very, like very social. It's like an activism theater. Yes. Make people aware through the pl their plays. Yes. About so things, about war, about uh, segregation, what's going on. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, we started a, a whole project called The Legacy of Cain. Yeah. And so that, of course, there were six houses, and there was the house of property, the house of the state, the house of money, the house of love, and a couple more. So it was like a six-pointed star. But that's like a whole other long discussion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go back. Let's go back to the music. Okay. And, uh, now, I mean, nowadays you are like considered like a, an ambassador of world music. Also, you've been nominated to in 2006 at BBC mm. as a world artist. So um, I think, uh, like, ju I want to just ask you one question. Like, for you nowadays, what is world music? I have always shone away from that label. The worst one was World Beat. Well, that was the first <laughs> one. Then <laughs> it switched to World Music. But these days, you know, because here's the thing. If you are Senegalese and you live in Dakar and you like country music, is that world music? You know? So we call it, because it is also electronic music, 
that we produce and on the dance floor. So for lack of a better term, we call it these days global electronica. Yeah. Because I think world music applies more to a band, uh, an orchestra, a band, a group. From It could be from Ireland or it could be from Zaire. And I think that applies more as a label, world music. But, you know, when you say salsa, everybody knows what salsa is. When you say world music, it is so vast. Yeah. You know, like here in Amoeba Music, I'm Wh sure you've been there, and yeah. you see how divided everything is. That is a system I came up with years ago when I was working at Amoeba in Berkeley, and I was the so-called world music buyer. But when I got there, everything that had a weird name was in Middle East. And then I totally divided and subdivided traditional, modern styles, country, and so forth and so on. Because it's not like jazz. Jazz, everybody knows. Rock and roll, everybody knows. But when you come to that subject, it's like, it's the whole world. Yeah, exactly. Global. Yes, can be Asian, can be African, can be European, can be... Uh, and Irish. Irish, yeah. You know, because we live in the a, in a northern hemisphere, so is bluegrass world music? Yeah. But it is for somebody from Senegal. Definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, semantics, <laughs> I don't know. So you prefer calling it like global electronica? I mean, yes. what, you, what you do? What I do, What yeah. I do is global electronica. Mm. And uh, briefly... Like you pick this from tra from different traditions mm -hmm. and elements from different traditions, and um, you shape it f for a contemporary urban audience, no? Yes, but actually, it's so far with because also I spin. That's one area, and then I produce music is another one. So there's like two kind of roles there. Yeah. However, so far, whenever I have produced with traditional musicians from India, Pakistan, Morocco, Algeria, all those, it's very traditional, serious musicians. They actually like it. And it, the people that know about it, because they are that generation, they're not horrified by it, if you know what I mean. So it does that, and then the younger people that could say, oh, that's my grandmother music. You know, when you, you always rebel yeah. to the grandmother music. But then they go, no, no, actually, it's my grandmother music. But because of the modern element, it's cool. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. It brings back, it brings back the younger generation to their tradition, which is, you know, you have to have reference points. It can't just be that global and forget about where you're from. Yeah, especially, especially now, it's yeah. super like, uh, like new generation. Uh, they yes. look alike. There's a tendency to homogenize everything, but that's a big danger there. Yeah. To homogenize the whole world. Mm. It's okay to communicate with the whole world globally, but like I say, y your reference points of who you are, where you're from. Is you have to keep that. It's important. Yeah, it's important. But in your case, uh, like uh, where you're from, I mean, it's uh, you are very like a vast origin, like from um, like North Africa with um, like Spanish and uh, Ibero descent, and you move to Paris, you move to Europe, you lived in the U.S. So, 
Where, where is uh, where is home now for you? <laughs> um, I think home is a head trip. You know, in in a way, it it kind of teaches you uh, about trying not to be attached. Because when you th when I think home, well, America has been good to me. But I can't quite call it home. Yeah, I live here. But if I call home Algeria, uh, that's not possible. France is problematic. So in, in the end, there is no home. But again, I think in, it might be good in the sense that you know, it can't be attached to anything. Yeah, maybe like you, you are talking about like Eastern philosophies, like Indian philosophy, where the individual should be not attached to physical things. It helps because, you know, there's so many ways to get hang up. Yeah. Uh, and that's what you see in the West, or let's say North and South. In the South, you see a lot of physical suffering. In the North, you also see physical suffering but it's mostly what I would say mental suffering and so one way to activate that mental suffering is by all those hang-ups of I wish and uh, this and that and you know you have to move on kind like of thing. Design, designing things that you don't have and also other things and other things and other, yeah. Well it's like you know and let's say in in Zen Buddhism they would say no matter how long you sweep the leaves that fall down from the tree, there's always Some, uh, leaves falling. You're never done. Yeah. Uh, okay, no more leaves, it's all swept. So in that sense, one tries to, you know, adjust to that. And also, like, you keep different traditions, like in your latest studio album, Devotion, mm. from 2008, was um like in was most mostly focused about like Indian music and uh, Indian spirituality because this um, uh, is very important it's a characteristic in your production yes well it, it's it was to be more precise about it to me it was a trilogy okay Sri Durga was ragas which is very classical, very traditional, very serious. The second one, Krishna Lila, was about another form of that kind of music. It's all based on ragas, but they call bhajans, which are devotional songs. Devotion, the third one of the trilogy, is about what's called kirtan, which is call and response. So the fir the last two, they are in India anyway or Pakistan, they are more accessible than let's say Sri Durga, which is the rag. It's very serious. The other ones, people know the words, yeah, because they are, you know, traditional but at the same time, popular form of worship, and basically devotion. But in the end. All of it is always going to be based on raga. And with Krishna Lila, because Carnatic music from the South is actually not that known in the West, everybody knows about Ravi Shankar and, you know, uh, Anushka Shankar and George Harrison, which is the North. So I tried to bring in the element of Carnatic music in the devotional bhajan style of India. Yeah, and uh, <coughs> but then there are the remixes, 
and and also you know when I spin on the dance floor, it's not that I have a different approach, but if it's not appropriate to play something like a bajan or a kirtan, I won't play it. There's no need. You can listen to it at home. So you know you kind of uh, adjust to whatever the crowd wants and is. Yeah, because there is a difference between like music for the dance floor and music for listening for home. Definitely. But Don Cherry used to say, you know, there's music to dance to, there's the music to contemplate with, to meditate with, to chill with. It's not all just, you know. Yeah, you you just say Don Cherry. So mm. I I seen it was a big influence for you because he was like one of the first pioneers of. Um, Ethno music. He, I mean, uh, extended the borders of jazz music, yes. incorporating like strange elements for that time, like tablas, for that time, yes. For the time, mm. so you, I, I've seen like in uh, many interviews you refer to. Don well, Cherry. what happened with Don Cherry is when uh, we were as uh, when I was acting with the Living Theater in Italy. Um, I think it was in Milano or Torino, he came to see a show. Because wh whenever he would tour, and the Living Theater, where he was in the same city, he come and see the show. So he came and see the show, this was like 1970 or 71. And so I met him first time, went back to his hotel with uh, Nana Vasconcelos, he was touring with Nana. And so we met, and then we would see each other in Paris or here or wherever in Europe. And then I moved back to America, San Francisco, and he moved to San Francisco to work with the uh, with Peter Applebaum and uh, what's called the uh, Multiculti Quartet. So when we reconnected, we actually did theater together because I was coming. I started a theater group in San Francisco. And so he actually played live during our performances with the Multiculti Quartet. And then I started to spin again, and he thought that was very important to keep doing it. And then I became his manager. He asked me to become his manager. But also, he was the first one to actually conceive that a DJ could play with him. So this is before laptops, this is before everything, and here I am spinning with Don Cherry in New York, in San Francisco, with Multiculti Quartet. And then, of course, um, you know, I wanted to make an album with him, I started it, but then he passed away. He went, he went to Spain with his daughter Nene, Nene Cherry, and he passed away at her house in Spain. So I had like a basically 25, 30 years history with Don. But yes, he was one of my mentors in that way because he was the first one to bring in musicians from Turkey, from India, from Mali. But he would go to India and sit down and learn from Zia Mudin Dagar, from the Dagar brothers. Or you go to Turkey and learn from them and then come back and then bring those musicians into his recordings. So in that sense, we call him the godfather of, the of world music. Of music yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, because I mean, he started the, the trend. Then, like George Harrison went to start to learn uh, yes. star. I mean, then became. But he was the. Yeah, he was the catalyst for that, and you know, of course, I was so fortunate to meet him and then becoming like. And you know, when I was managing him, um, we go, we went everywhere. You know, Japan, Europe. You know, and then I met so many musicians through him. Which to me was like, wow, this is the music I listened when I was 16 years old, you know. I was like listening to jazz, you know. Oh. Let's, play, let's play a song. Sure. Let's, uh, Thank you. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go with... Merekabu. Thank you. From Sri um, uh, the first uh, of the trilogy, I guess. Yes, from Six Degrees Records. Yeah. Yeah, from Six Degrees Records. You want to just uh, introduce this, this track? Uh, Mary Cabucho, that was um, one of the, um, you know, Ustad Salamat Ali Khan, which is a whole story on how I met him, legend in, uh, from Pakistan or let's say subcontinent. And this is one of his sons that I did that song called Merikabu. Okay. And means? Merikabu is actually, it's, a, it's in Urdu, and it's a, it's a Sufi song about the, uh, you know, the divine. Okay. Yeah. Here we are KCSF, your community radio, World Fridays, with Chebi Saban, special guest in the studio. Thank you.
पिछले
KCSF, your community, your radio 90.9 FM in San Francisco with Chebi Sabah, special guest in the studio today. Hello so, again. Hello again. <laughs> Thank you for being here again. Thank so you. So let's talk about like your composition, your music producing process, uh, mm. production process. How you get together a track that's uh, put together? It's... Um only recently, I mean, maybe the last 10, 15 years that, you know, uh, as a DJ, you could make an album without being a band or somebody who plays an instrument or somebody who can sing because you would produce the music you want to hear. So my process when I started that was to, you know, go to India or, or North Africa and record traditional musicians within a certain theme and from that go it's actually simple you know you, you organize a session you decide what kind of uh, you know song or track or raga and you record that with other musicians if you have vocalists then you have tabla you have sarangi or moroccan instruments and once you've gathered that, then you go in a studio, which these days, of course, is with uh, software. Computer and Computer software. And there, you kind of put it all together in a grid. And then you uh, add the modern elements. And then maybe as a third phase, you do what we call the overdubs. Because there's no need to bring the bass player with the sitar player. Yeah. Did, you know. You can do it like in different timing. Yes, yeah. different times. And so you might bring other elements like bass or, you know, a drum set, like Kirsch Kelly played on some of my albums. And once you have that, then you go back to it and again with the software, put it all in one place and do the all the samplings, all the layers. And then basically it's done. So it's a long process. It's a long process. So it starts mm. with a vision of a track, and then you put. I mean, you, the with a theme, the, the, the theme, the an album of, theme. Yeah. Ah. Uh -huh. And then uh, I mean, you record in where like the musicians are, like like uh, in Algeria, in India. Mm. And then you bring it back, and you put it in a grid, like you say, like in a timeline, you know, yes. in a software, and put it together like. Do you like the definition of urban music? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, most of us live in urban, you know, uh, circles. But even these days, you know, you could be in the middle of nowhere and, and have a cell phone and have access to yeah. <laughs> all the urban stuff. Well, so, yeah. I mean, like, urban music, like this... Uh, 
global electronica made for i mean that sound for cities it's, no? it's, like, it's today's music yeah. today's music yeah 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 because we have access to that yeah if we didn't i guess we would be playing the instruments and that's it yeah you don't play any instrument i could okay. but that's not my prior yeah i'm not gonna make a record with me you know i rather because what i want to hear is not what I would do by myself. Okay. You know, because then I would have to create a band. Yeah. And that's, you know, DJ is, in a way, is not that it's lonely, but you're always on your own. Whereas a band, you know, because I've worked with enough theater groups to know how difficult it can be to count on everybody, to not have ego trips and this and that. DJ, man, you're by yourself. It's only one plane ticket, one hotel room. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, make, make things simpler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're not a band. Yeah, and nowadays you don't have to carry like the crates with records and no. stuff. So no, but very it's, uh, compact. Yeah, but you know, it's not. We have to say that it's not that. It, I mean, I want to be a DJ. It's easy. Like you are like. Mm. I mean, if it's for forty years that you are DJing. I mean, you are in the scene. Yeah. So what you can tell uh, to uh, uh, somebody who want to start this DJ career? Uh -huh. Well, you know, Guitar Center, you know, in the 60s, 70s, they, they would sell guitars, right? Yeah. But then it switched to turntables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like every kid wanted to be a DJ, not a rock star, you know, guitar or something. And now it switched to laptops and, and programs, you know like Tractor and Serato and all this stuff, which is all cool, you know, it's all accessible, but I would say um, in the end, it's work. And it's not, of course, like, you know, nine to five and that kind of work, and it's not like carrying heavy loads up and down the stairs all day long, but it is work. And one thing that Don Cherry did teach me, told me, was that, you know, if you're a musician, that is a blessing that's being given to you. You're not really doing anything on your own. You might add your own stamp to it, but it already exists. So because you are being given this blessing, that's why you have to share it. And so we are in a very blessed position to make people happy with music and ourselves happy with music because as we all know music transcends you know all of it really and so don't keep it for yourself but share it share it yeah <coughs> and so let, where, so let's talk uh, when we can when you can share this music with us so where where we can see you performing uh-huh like well, <coughs> Next. Excuse me. No Actually, there's not much to see. It's more. <laughs> I mean, to hear, yeah. To, to, to hear yeah, and to, move. Yeah, move. Because <laughs> you know, DJ, you know, it's very small movements. You know, headphones, little knobs. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, but you know, like the, the the job of the DJ is like to setting the the yeah. mood, the the vibe, the yeah. vibe. Yeah. In the yeah. Well, uh, I guess next Saturday. Next Saturday is pub public works. Yes. No stop Bangra. Uh huh. So we'll um, we'll check this one out and do that, and then uh, on the um, same month of May, May eighteenth is May 18th, the Cosmic Casbah. Uh, Cosmic Casbah is the um, is the 
after party of the Tribal Fest, and it's on Friday and Saturday, but I'm playing on Friday. It's going to be this in Sebastopol. In Sebastopol at a place called Hop Monk. Hop Monk, okay. And you can find it easy. I'm sorry, I don't have the exact thing, but you know, you can find easy Cosmic Casbah. Okay. And then the next two days later on Sunday, Symbiosis. Sy- symbiosis, uh, this gathering, it ca- looks to me like kind of a Burning Man. Uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, kind <laughs> of burner, burner uh, idea. <laughs> festival. Yeah, but bur- let's talk. L- I mean, you've been performing at Burning Man too, huh. so you know this uh, this event. And uh, like lately, there are some kind of weird stuff about Burning Man. Like uh, the tickets are sold out. Yes, lottery. So pe- some people are kind of pissed. Of, uh, well, for good reasons, you know. I mean. Um, Yes. Me, my my contribution to Burning Man, of course, is I am invited to play there. So it's a different thing than, oh, let me spend all this money and go check it out. Yeah. You know? So this year, I have no idea. I have gotten a couple of invitations. But just like, uh, you know, last year or the year before, me, all I can bring is a flashlight, truly. You know, I don't even have a sleeping bag or any of that. So... But because I'm invited to play, I go there and I play. And uh, this year, I did. I have been hearing a little bit here and there while I was in India. But according to what you just say, it sounds like it's worse. The situation. <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, uh, no worse, but it's kind of impossible to access now because it's sold out. And uh, yeah. So I think uh, that's what it is and that's always the danger with anything that goes that big that big yeah you know it started with people going there and playing bongos sitting in a circle and playing bongos and now it is what it is mm-hmm. yeah so there, there's gonna be this symbiosis gathering on the May 17 mm. it's a Sunday for sure yeah it's also in conjunction with uh, um an eclipse. An eclipse, uh, like a solar eclipse. Yeah, which in India they say never ever look at it. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's yeah. not auspicious. And according to your chart at birth, you know, exactly the second you were born, the planets being in a certain that position. Position. Uh, yeah, the worst you can do for yourself is look at a an eclipse. But in the West, everyone was crazy. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are, there are many differences between like places, like to, like uh, especially in the moral field, no? Like, for yeah. Some, yeah. So we know about this. I mean, you know, in 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 India, astrology is called Jyotish, and Jyotish translate as light. Okay, and astrology in India, I mean, astronomy came from astrology, not the other way around. So they spent quite a few thousands of years observing the planets when, you know, this way, this way, that way. And it translates as light. Yeah, Light is also life against darkness. And yeah. Yeah. So... Um, can I ask you? You got some working pro? Are you working for some some new music right now? Yes, Is I started um, two years ago. I was um, 
playing in Jaipur for the uh, Jaipur Literary Festival, and I did a recording session with a fantastic singer named Munshi Khan from Rajasthan. Sadly enough, though, he passed away in a car accident since then. And then uh, when I was in India this past trip, I had a recording session with Kailash Kerr. And so I started, and when I go back, I will have more sessions, but also uh, bring in friends, just like the compilation that just came out. Samaya. Samaya. Um, You know, try to work with friends, and Samaya was a beautiful... You know, thing that happened because there's about 21 tracks there where um, they're all friends and when someone thought, well, let's make a compilation to raise money. And so the idea was to have tracks that have never been published, you know, yeah. first time. And all those people came in, and, and actually there were more people, but it would have to be a box set of you know, right. four or five <laughs> CDs. Because luckily, fortunately enough, you know, all those people would you know, have or would come through by donating a track for the compilation. And that's, that was good, because like uh, f- show you all the support you have from the community. Mm. Because, I mean, there was a, it's a tangible sign uh, of people yes. that care, no? Yeah, and, you know, s- people there is, is just that in the end, you never know who listens to whom. Because I would, you know, be sitting at home and I go into um, my space and Peter Murphy from the... Um, where Peter Murphy from? Bauhaus. Thank you. He would write to me and, and say, yeah, Bauhaus wants a remix of you. So I was like, really, Bauhaus? Yeah, that's interesting because it's such a different yeah. time in history, Gothic, you know, the whole Bauhaus trip. But then Peter Murphy, you know, lives in half of the year in Istanbul and... He's married to a Turkish woman, and <laughs> so you go, well, okay. Yeah. You know, Bauhaus listens to Shabi Saba, Shabi Saba listens to whomever, you know, you never know. So you, you, you start making those connections and contacts, and then, you know, maybe end up working with some yeah. of them. If unexpected yeah. connection, but they can, can yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah, Samaya, this benefit album. You can uh, buy online at chebisaba.com, Chebisaba official website. Mm. And uh, there is a digital download, a digital download plus physical copy and also autograph copy. Yeah, I think there's three ways. There's one is just the digital download. Then there's another way is to buy the actual CD, which you get the CD plus the digital download. And then there's a third option, which was not my idea, but it was like, okay, sign the CD, uh, and then it's, you know, it's a little bit more expensive. And you know, tell the truth, I don't think that way. It's like, it's someone else's idea, and I kind of go with it, but because in the end I go, okay, a signed CD by Shabi Saba, what does that mean? You know? <laughs> but, oh, it's a, I mean, it's a, 
I mean, for you are you are a living legend. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but nice you know, I don't wake up in the morning and say I'm a living legend. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's good. I mean, I, I still <laughs> have to wash the dishes, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna play. We're gonna play later some music from from this album, uh-huh. and Thank also you. we are giving away some tickets for uh, next Saturday, Nonstop Bangra. Public Works. Uh, Public Works. San Francisco. You're going to play a, a, long, uh, a long set, I've seen, uh, according to the... Yeah, I'm going uh, on last, last 1.30, so please take a nap. Take a nap before and be Or there. you can, you know, have a, the right cup of tea and be there at 10 and last until, uh, I think it's until 3 or 4. 3 or 4, yeah. yeah, Public Works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because also your name means uh, like young of the morning, no? Chebi Saban. <laughs> yes. So it's for you like it's it's okay like staying up all night and we got uh, used to it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. Yeah. So we are giving away a few tickets. You can call in four one five nine five two. 5273 again the number is 4159525273 to call in KCSF and uh, get a ticket win a ticket for next Saturday Nonstop Bangra number 81 these guys are 8 years and also it's it's similar no like it's the best way to it's a good environment for your music what you do what you what you spin well the Again, see the connection here is uh, when Vicky Verk started uh, teaching Bangra, um, I was the first one to have her be part of my show. Yeah. <laughs> And I've been doing Bangra parties for, for a long time now. I mean, strictly Bangra parties. Uh, my biggest Bangra fan base is in L.A., And I have done like sold out shows of just Bangra with the dollies and the dancers and, and all of that, yeah. So yeah, I mean India also, you know, I I can play Bangra for three days in a row and you never hear the same track twice. So <laughs> I fe- I I see you are excited for next Saturday. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean it's Bangra is Bangra is Bangra. Bangra with a Chuck De Fate. so okay Uh, last question about San Francisco Mm. like living in San Francisco if um, it's really something like peculiar it's something uh, because you live in lots of places Mm. so so how how does it feel living in uh, in San Francisco well it was the Like I said before, I, I landed here in 1968. It was the end of the Summer of Love. And so um, it always felt like Sansco had something about music that would start something about music. You know, like something would be kind of coming out or born out of San Francisco. Musically speaking, it's a place where a lot of music has come out throughout, you know, maybe the 60s, maybe before, I don't know. But if you look at California, you know, you have the whole acting music, you know, it's a lot of people call it the cuckoo state, you know, California, so all the crazy stuff happens. 
So in that sense, uh, I tried to live on the East Coast, which I did for years, uh, mostly in New York. And yeah, there was always this attraction and this pull about San Francisco uh, culturally, musically, and also, of course, weather, you know. So San Francisco is again, been really good for me. And then how it happens, we don't know, but the fact that Don Cherry moved to California, and why did he choose San Francisco? I mean, he's always lived in New York, besides living everywhere else like me, but New York was his place, you know, although he's from L.A., from the other side of the tracks in L.A. That's where he was born. So, yeah, there's definitely this pull that we can't really explain why or how about the West Coast and San Francisco in particular, uh, I think musically speaking, because when I started in San Francisco to DJ was a place called Nikki's. And in I was hate. in a hate, lower hate. And I was there like every week, except when I would go on a tour. But I was there for 18 years. Yeah. It was a, a residency that lasted 18 years. And it ended because the building got sold with the club and then became something else. So when I started that, in California, this club, very small, Nikki's, totally unpretentious, but with a lot of vibe there, um, was the first club to play what I played, acid jazz, drum and bass, all those styles of music, uh, ambient music, uh, you know, neo-funk. It was happening at that little club. It was the first club that would play all those different kind of music that wasn't, you know, uh, the status quo kind of big the club. The mainstream club music. Mainstream yeah. club music, right? So again, and where this happened, San Francisco, um, you know, a lot of the Burning Man, a lot of raves, a lot of San Francisco, yeah. you know, kind of starting things and then everyone else following up the other cities. Now you go anywhere or maybe five, ten years ago, you went anywhere in America, there was a rave somewhere, you know? But you say in some, in some way, San Francisco was the starting point. Catalyst, yeah. Catalyst, yeah. catalyst. For music, yeah. I, I, b I do believe that, yeah. yeah. And so treat you, treated you, like, well, because... Yes, yes. Because, like, you, you brought... I mean, it's very, it's very welcoming. I mean, I, I had this uh, experience. I came here three years ago. Uh. And it's very welcoming, this city, if you have, yes. like, if you have ideas, if you have... When I started at Nikki's, I mean, the first night there were like 10, 15 people. People I told, hey, come, you know. And then there was 40 people. And then within a matter of weeks, there was a line outside the door. It was totally brand new where you could, you know, if you were from Algeria or Morocco or Pakistan or Mexico... You come and you listen to your dance music and you meet all those different kind of people. And I think through music and on the dance floor, that's why there's no more like all this, excuse the expression, but all this shit, you know, problems that people create. Oh, you're from this side, I'm from that side, I gotta kill you, I gotta invade you, I gotta. You know, dance floor kind of resolves yeah. through the music. And so this was the first place where all those different kind of people would be on the dance floor. 
together. I, together, and I would play for the North African, and I play for the Pakistani, and I play for the Indian, and I play for the Senegalese. And so I started that. And then what happened is everybody went, like, well, this is cool. And they all went and did their, oh, let's do our own Senegalese thing. And that's what happened with Baobab and those kind of places. Yeah. And then people like Vicky, well, let's do our own Bangra, Punjabi kind of thing. And they started nonstop Bangra. So in that way, that's how kind of it's the way I see it, that it started in San Francisco. And, you know, I used to play 10, 15 uh, every awesome. Friday. Friday I would play. It was called Martinis. It was in the front room. Then I had my own night on Sunday night called El Halambra. And that was Moroccan food, Arabic music, all of that. And we're talking about 25 years ago, at least. So you brought here in this town, like, lots of variety, lots of different culture and also you, you start like you plow seeds and uh, then uh, the fruits came out no and through concerts you know i must have done over 50 concerts where i would you know visually how do you say orally but also smelling you know the food the incense whatever and i would put on you know what was called uh, a thousand and two nights events So, we'd, uh, you know, one show would be from West Africa and Pakistan, Iran, uh, Afghanistan, wherever, try to bring in not just the music, but the visuals and the smells from like, uh, those places. Like a multi-sensory multi, yeah. experience. Five, five, five senses. Sense, five yeah. senses experience. Within the concert called A Thousand and Two Night. Yeah. Mm. And... Um, Just uh, like working as a DJ, so mm -hmm. how how you feel like? I mean, I I bet you're gonna listen lots of music every day. Mm. So how does it work? Like you wake up in the morning, uh, uh, you feel like oh no, today I need to 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 study this like ragas or this. How uh, does it work? I'm just curious. No, just how does it work? Well, I spend a lot of time with no music. With no music. Yeah, that's important to me. Yeah. Just Yeah, just quite. To, okay. yeah. I don't use or have music ever as background music. Yeah. I can't stand that. I'm not a multitask person like that. With music and the phone and the email and you know kind of thing. So if it's I'm old school. Kind of re respect for the music. If there is music playing Yes. It's like watching a movie. Yeah. You know, we come from a tradition if you watch movie you don't talk and you don't eat. Yeah. Because <laughs> Because you're focused on that. Well, right? yeah, you're watching yeah. a movie, you know. How can you make comments and eat and smell and, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, when it's time to listen to music, I can have music on. When it's time to work with music, a lot of it because I don't have a proper studio. So I do most of it on headphones because of neighbors Yeah. But actually, I don't mind because it's really close and I can hear everything. So I do a lot of work on headphones because I don't have a studio. I can go and just listen loud and, and all that because it doesn't work if you live in an apartment. Yeah, especially in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, and people are not that tolerant Yeah, when it comes to sound, you know. And we're for the right thing, man. I mean, tell the truth, right now... I have someone lives underneath me, 
and plays a lot of house kind of disco music. And it's like, I want to tell him, yeah. hey, you know what? I'm a famous DJ, man. You want me to blow it up? <laughs> 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 I can also, like, you know, <laughs> you, <maybe laughs> you, you want to hear my mix? <laughs> a challenge between, like, <laughs> the apartment up and down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are the uh, limitations of not having a studio. Yeah. Hmm. But you know, like to, like for listening for the research, uh, yeah, progress. It's uh, yeah. It's for me, it's headphones. Yeah, headphones. because that's all I'm doing then. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, not yeah, checking okay. my emails when I'm yeah. working with music. You, you are know? listening because you, I mean you have to. I mean you have to have a, like a visual map in your mind all the music you listen to, and mm. this goes well with that. This with that. Yeah. So. And what I know that would work on the dance floor, f to me, first is always headphones before loudness in the club. If it works for me on the headphone, then I, I, I have an idea will work on the dance floor. Because that's the whole thing, you know, anybody can be a DJ. The music is available. It's not like, well, I have music no one else can get. It started like that. But now everything is available, you know. So first is to get the music, select the music, part one. Part two is how you put it together when you're actually spinning. You know, how you create the vibe from this track to that track according to the crowd. You know, if it's you're starting and people coming in and there's no need to like, wow, really loud. Throw no, you have to. Yeah, you have to be. It's all about levels, you know. Yeah. And also, like, feel the crowd, and uh, yeah, because I mean, you are playing for them, so and for me, I guess you know, it it always goes back to theater because I see it more as a theater kind of presentation, there's a middle, beginning, and an end, rather than just anything is okay, always cool, you know, there's the participation. You on your own, you don't mean anything because you're only the 50%. The dance floor is the other 50. So you communicate 50-50. It's not just you doing it because without the, the dancers or the listeners, it's boring. Yeah. You need half and half. So everybody's giving. And also without the, the DJ, if there are just the dancer and the yeah. audience, so it's vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes both ways. Yeah, you, both you, ways. you need those. You know, it's like the sun and the moon and two sides of the same coin. In order to let the magic happen, yeah, having both of this. Yes, that's what we look for. Yeah, it, it. You can't count on it, but we always look for that magic. And. Uh, like if you have one, like one magic gig that you had, like like uh, unforgettable, for example, like huh? If just you, one? Just one? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's start with one. <laughs> start with one. Well, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe like Morocco, you know, thirty thousand people jumping, you know. Because they all know the words and 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 they really, you know, there's some cultures where people love to dance. You know, in the West, it's usually the woman who starts to dance. 
they're the first one to have yeah i can i can move the guys they're more like um, uh, maybe a couple of drinks maybe uh, then they you know but if you look you see guys from india or north africa or from the south they start dancing right away westerners the guys anyway they're more like you know and like maybe they take for granted many things they are more spoiled <laughs> generally like, <yeah>. speaking <laughs> but we can't say everybody is like yeah. that you I mean, know yeah, usually. burning man everybody dances raves everybody dances. Yeah. because people go there to dance yeah so you have this whole other psychology you know huh, social whatever you know you can deconstruct everything but then why do people go to club why do men go to club why do women go to club Well, a lot of them actually, sincerely speaking, they go there because they want to dance. Might have different motivation, you know. Yeah. People have all kinds of motivations to go yeah. a certain place, certain time. But mostly it's because of, <laughs> of dancing, yeah. Oh, to check it out. Who's this Chevy Sabah, man? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired of listening to his name. <laughs> For sure, we'll check, it, we'll check you out um, this next, uh, next Saturday. Thank you. Also Bangra. Thank you. Thank you for, for being here. Thank you for Thank having me. Yes. Let's play another let's play another another track. Huh. From the from Samaya, this benefit album. I see there is a Zakir Hussein uh, version. Uh, let me go. Zakir Hussein on tabla and Kala Rama on violin. Ragini? Ragini? Ragini. Mm. You want to introduce this track real quick? Yeah, it's interesting because it's a, it's a feminine raga. Uh. That's what's called ragini. Uh, okay. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Zakir and his, um, and his wife, Tony, have been very, very supportive of, first, of what I try to do musically, and, and second, with this compilation by, you know, Uh, giving this track to uh, the Samaya thing. Oh, we, we got some phone call uh, I'm going to uh, answer later. Sorry about this. So let's play here. Here we are. KCSF, your community, your radio. Mm. Ragini, Zakir Hussein, and Kalarama with Chebi Saba guest in the studio.
here back in the, back in the studio KCSF 90.9 FM in San Francisco with Chebi Sabah. Hello. Hello, Cheb. So thank you for being here. You gotta go now, but stay tuned on the radio because I'm gonna play lots of music from Cheb, from thank Samaya. You. Mm. Thank you for being here. Yes, it was my pleasure. It was really great to meet you and, you know, um, hopefully see you next Saturday, next Saturday on the dance floor on the dance floor again <laughs> 415-952-5273 leave a voicemail and uh, you're gonna win a ticket for next Saturday non-stop Bangram with mm. Chebi Sabah at Public Works Saturday yeah. May 11th 11th yes thank you okay yes. thank you thank you so much for All being right. here thank you everyone goodbye thank you stay tuned stay tuned KCSF World Fridays
KCSF, your community, your radio 90.9 in San Francisco. Special guest in the studio, Chebby Saban, the legend, the living legend. Here we are, we're gonna give some ticket away, so feel free to call 415-952-5273. 415-952-5273. And check this out from Samaya, benefit album for Chebby Saba. Here, KCSF 90.9, Ali Mulad from Chebby Saba, Samaya.
song of defeat, for that is the bride whom he woos in secret. She has put on the dark veil, hiding her face from the crowd, but the jewel glows on her breast in the dark. She is forsaken of the day, and God's night is waiting for her with its lamps lighted and flowers wet with dew. ACSF, your community, your radio, World Fridays, today's special guest in the studio, Chebi Saba. We just listening to Samaya, a benefit album from Chebi Saba, and also we are giving away some tickets from for the next Saturday, Nostop Bangran, number 81, with Chebi Saba, special guest at Public Works, so you guys can call 415-952-5273-415-952-5273. Also, you're going to say that tonight there is Braza at SOM with Lucho K, special guest from Brazil. SOM is a 16th and cap in the mission. And also, very important, our friends of Macru are playing with Chicha Libre, at Brick and Mortar, Thursday, May 10th. If you want to have more information about it, about that, you can check Braza, sf.com or macrumusica.com. Let's go back to Samaya, the benefit album for Chebi Sabah, and let's play Bombay Dub Orchestra doing The Flame of the Forest here at KCSF, your community your radio Don't go. 
And yes, KCSF War Fridays. This was Bass Nectar doing a remix of Alker Illa Dafor from Chebi Saba album La Cajena Remix La Griba. And now let's go back to Samaya, the benefit album for Chebi Saba. And listen to this, not on summary, but before 415-952-5273 for winning, for winning our ticket for next Saturday, non-stop Bangra number 81 with Chebi Saba, special guest DJing there. So 415-952-5273. And there we go back with some music here at KCSF, your community, your radio.
KCSF, your community, your radio, you are listening to Samaya, a benefit album for Chebby Saba. You can buy it online, chebbysaba.com. All the, all the profit will go to his medical fund to support.
KCSF, your community, your radio, World Fridays with Antonino Musco. Today's special guest in the studio is Chebi Saba. Chebi Saba has, has to go, but we are playing his music from his latest benefit album for Chebi Saba Samaya. Samaya. Samaya, you can buy it online at chebisaba.com. All the profit will go to his fund for his curing his cancer. So we're giving away tickets for Saturday, May 11th at Public Works, North Stop Bangra number 81 with Chebi Sabah. All you have to do is just call in 415-952-5273. Say it again, 415-952-5273, 952-KCSF. Here we are, KCSF Radio, World Fridays with Antonino Musco, your favorite pizza DJ from Italy, straight from Italy here. Don't forget, guys, next Thursday, next Thursday May 10th, Brick and Mortar, Macru and Ciccia Libre, not to be missed, and also Braza, if you are in the mission. Tonight, 16 and Cap at SOM Song Bar Braza with Lucio K straight from Brazil for our pleasure. But now it's time to play another track from Samaya, this wonderful track, by Bill Oswell, the awesome Bill Oswell and Gigi. It's called Bante. You can find in Samaya, the benefit album for Chepi Saba. And you are here uh, listening. KCSF, your community, your radio, World Fridays with Antonino.
KCSF, your community, your radio, War Fridays with Antonino Musco. Special guest, Chebby Sabah today. Last minutes for winning tickets. 415-952-5273. 415-952-5273. Ticket to Public Works next Saturday. No Stop Bangra with Chebby Sabah. Yeah. 